Welcome to Zane's World, episode four. This is the uh, Daredevil uh, recap and uh, review. Uh, I'm your host, Zane Coppage. With me again this week in another co-op cast is uh, Cody Spitzelberger. That's me. And so, uh, yeah, with uh, Daredevil having been wrapped up, I mean, it came out all in one day. I knocked it out first Saturday and then watched it over the next week, so I've taken it in twice. You I just, just finally finished, finished it a couple it. weeks ago. So we have two kinds of viewers here in a way. We have one who's – we both kind of binged it, but I've watched it in both the binge and the, you know, one-a-night kind of format. I've done the same now too. Yeah. It's become my throw an, episode one, or throw an episode on while I'm passing out. Yep, kind of show. thing. Um, but, yeah, so we can kind of like speak more bluntly about it. So it's a show about a boy who winds up saving an old man, gets chemical splash in his face. He goes blind. Every other sense that he has is now amplified to its maximum. Um, so he has the ability to see through echolocation, through the sense of smell, through the sense of air uh, densities and air pressures. Uh, yeah, he kind of just is able to take in different other stimuli to supplement the fact that he cannot see visual at, at all. He can't see color. He has no ability to tell where people are based on lighting levels. So everyone thinks he's in this really big disadvantage, but in reality, he's the most aptly named he should have been aptly named Batman, but that was already taken, so he's Daredevil. I'm Batman. Um, I'm Daredevil. But yeah, so uh, he winds up deciding that this the town he grew up in, Hell's Kitchen, is a shithole, and that, you know what, somebody needs to go out there and do something, and no one else can, so I might as well do it. That's more or less how he becomes a hero, is that exact mentality. Um, we wind up getting hints throughout the series that he's being trained for something more, something bigger than just stopping the villains of hell's kitchen and we even see some of it come back as an adult with the return of stick halfway through the season but yeah i mean i want to hear your thoughts especially like you like you said you just kind of wrapped it up a little bit ago and you have more fresh fresh eyes on it i guess you could say yeah i mean i thoroughly enjoyed it it's it's interesting because this the show being structured as cop drama cop drama and it being a Netflix series, they obviously have the mentality that it plays out much more. I guess it plays out much more cinematic than a regular TV show, in a sense. That's true. And um, they they get to skip all the bullshit of previously on Daredevil, and literally just each episode is jumping right from the last one. Yeah, like that's true. Because that's how it's it's designed to be around, you know. Other TV shows, you they might can be leave. They can also leave you hanging off of that episode's mini arc more mm -hmm. than other series do. More other series try to have a much more nice, neat bow at the end of the episode, to so that you're more sated for the next week. Whereas right. this is like, we can leave you completely hung up because, because you're just gonna start the next one. You're gonna start the next seconds. one. So there is that. I have mentioned it before that even if they just took the series as is mm -hmm. and aired it on TV, some of those moments. Um, how episodes ends and how that leaves cliffhangers and stuff. If you had to have that week break of a traditional TV show and build the anticipation, it could create even something cooler. Oh yeah, because Absolutely. the anticipation is what builds us for a lot of series, similar to stuff like Flash and Arrow. Yeah, and I, I, I would agree, but also at the same time, this once you get through the thirteen-hour miniseries, essentially, you know what it, you know what it plays a lot like. Now I think about it, Band of Brothers. If you remember that, yeah, from HBO. I watched a couple couple of those yeah so it has series, a very but... similar mentality of like mm -hmm. this is just a long movie a really long movie that you're allowed to take a lot of breaks in and you shouldn't feel bad for taking breaks right and they do kind of set up good bookend episodes that you're like okay 
I feel fine with now waiting a couple episodes before I come back to this. Well, there was even like a quote unquote mid season finale, and I want to say like episode True. six, something like that. Yeah, wasn't that where um, it's where they talked? He to revealed him. that like Kingpin revealed himself to the world. Yep. Yep. And, that and was, actually, yep. like in that episode too, like Murdoch and Fisk talked to each other for the That's first right. time. Um, in a very cool kind of way because they know they're they're aware of each other in the sense that he's a lawyer and he's a mogul and they're aware that they're on opposite sides of a of a resident case that one was super cool but they're just talking in an art house but they both kind of are aware of the fact like you're way more than you're letting on it was really good. And then you also got the fact that, like, throughout this series, you have a really strong ju- juxtaposition of the two different characters because you have their demeanors that are so different. Murdoch is very much like, I'm starting out angry, getting more calm as I fight. Kingpin start off so, so calm, calm and, and then just spike in rage and devastation. Like, he smashes dudes' heads in. That scene was insane. And then you have the fact that they both have a sidekick kind of role character that is a friend in the form of Wesley and in the form of Foggy. Mm-hmm. Um, Wesley handles stuff on behalf of Kingpin, whereas Daredevil wants to keep Foggy and his friends safe so he doesn't let them know about anything. Right. And you see that by bringing him in, he's more devastated when he's lost. Um, when Wesley re- gets removed from the picture, Kingpin's devastated and angry and reckless. Daredevil tries to keep Foggy as safe as possible and almost loses his friend over trying to keep him that safe. Mm-hmm. So you have a really great set of juxtapositions between these two main main dichotomy characters and their behaviors. And then you have the whole uh, constant um, foreshadowing of the devil and the, the king constantly throughout the series in mm-hmm. an artistic way. Um, we've talked about this before on the main cast, but the action is always top-notch in that series. I mean, it pretty much nails everything perfectly there's a lot of incredible just really unique and rarely seen camera angles and just stuff in general like the thing that actually the very first thing i saw from daredevil was when i was watching we were watching a scene of it in my audio production class for post and we watched the the hallway scene from episode Mm -hmm. two the single take like three plus minute fight scene that's done so incredibly well yep and like we've said the choreography it's it's yeah old boy mm-hmm. the, the old old boy from japan mm-hmm. um heck even some of those choreographers are supposed to be on on this show that mm-hmm. they got the old boy choreographers to do it so um like that's a testament in and of itself and then you have vincent Donfronio, who guy proves that he is still capable of acting right um like i mean people always want to go back to his older roles like in full metal jacket and things like that but he's been doing a lot of uh cop drama tv series as of late and then netflix is like hey we want you to be kingpin and do it well and be creepy and sadistic and maniacal and he did it he nailed it and we've said this before too but it was i wouldn't say shocking but it was surprising and very interesting to see the season take as much time on kingpin as it did matt murdoch yeah well and i think like i was telling you before i feel like this is essentially daredevil begins but if imagine if those are the Batman trilogy of the Dark Knight and all that were more of about Batman and Joker being a dichotomy and you saw the build up you saw the actual physical origin of Batman and then you saw the physical or the mental changes in the Joker going from that transition that he did in Dark Knight where he goes from 
just someone who rips off mob guys to being the maniacal king clown king of uh, crime mm-hmm. by the end of that film just alone now stretch that across three movies and give him the ability to be just like batman begins is also joker begins and he's in the background during that film and you kind of got some nuance of like oh he's fucking over some mobsters second movie happens is when he does the full flip and then the third movie is complete chaos if they had gone that route that would have been just as that would have been what they did here essentially what they did with kingpin was the same exact thing of like we've set him up now he is reckless he is confident cocky and he's got money lots of money lots of money and then there's daredevil who now has armor <laughs> ta-da it took you a whole season to get armor which i want to see the armor actually in, in um, light in light or well I understand if it's not completely in light, but come on, just give us something give more than bit. just I was a like that, picture. Yeah, that's red, <laughs> right? <laughs> There's some black in there too. <laughs> I can kind of see what's going on, sort of. It's maybe. got some horns. Maybe I see a horn. Yeah, um, yeah, I'd like that. I'd like to see fight scenes that cover more ground. I mean, we saw very much like he would show up and he was just like, "This one small area is gonna be this brawl." I'm like, yeah, okay, that's perfect for what it is right now. But now what's the next step? How do we go bigger? Well, you have ninjas attacking from the rooftops. We've already seen one ninja. Yep. And we're going to see the rest of the hand next season. But, yeah, I guess uh, any other kind of thing, small things you'd like to see come to the series? Because, I mean, it's come, it's come back next year. I did read a new thing that confirmed it is coming back. It's 2016, right. which was kind of, like Andrew said before, was kind of assumed. But, like, what I had kind of brought to the table with that conversation prior was just that they have a lot of stuff going on and they're trying to get out and i don't know if i feel like they're gonna over inundate us with shit well we'll see <laughs> it'll be it good is. but just over inundate us with stuff being someone who's pretty much blind yeah. to daredevil ah, blind to daredevil ah. outside of the netflix series i'm just i'm just interested to see more all the actors on the show i think did very very well agreed um i still have a strong feeling that we'll wind up seeing something about daredevil in civil war I really do, especially with the tone of that film. Mm -hmm. It could be something as simple as, well, we're going to have more nuts like this running around and have a news report about the Daredevil striking again in Hell's Kitchen. Like Something that simple would be more than enough for the atypical Marvel fan. I guess this is something, um, by the end of the series, and did they ever kind of get Daredevil away from more of the villainous view of the city somewhat? Yeah, the last the last episode had that newspaper. I don't remember what newspaper. The, the newspaper actually said. It was something like Daredevil saved Hell's Kitchen from a horrible plot by Kingpin. It was something along those lines, but I mean it was Wilson Fisk, but you know what I mean, like right. um it was something more light-toned in that regard. Um but beyond that I don't remember. Daredevil Collar's Fisk. That's what it was. That. Collar's Fisk. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. It'll be interesting to see how it develops just because we're going to have three more heroes operating out of Hell's Kitchen by Defenders whenever mm-hmm. that comes out. Meanwhile, the Marvel Cinematic Universe is still chugging right along. And they've already shown how that crossover is affected. Ben Urich in this series was the one who wrote the major stories that went big about the Battle for New York and Hulk breaking Harlem. Yep. So those were featured. Now then, how the reverse plays out is going to be the bigger feat because this is where I'm, where I start to get more curious. Because like, are we going to see more cameo stuff appear in bigger films? Because like I've said before, like, I'd really like to just see even just a newspaper reel with something about Spider-Man, with something about Daredevil, 
and have the Avengers react to news of these smaller time heroes. Well, obviously, I mean, jumping to Spider-Man with that, I think the time for that. Is oh, absolutely! Passed, like, 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 absolutely. It's going to be straight up in Civil War. Yeah, uh, or if they at this rate, we don't have a confirmed Spider-Man in that film. Like Anthony did say, is underway. But you're right. I think Civil War will have be a bigger opportunity for politicians that many politicians and heroes in one film have a big opportunity to kind of be like this is here's evidence of why these things we need to get something in place is because we have more people so hopefully it goes that way i mean i think we're ready for that kind of stuff and and i think fans are vaguely aware enough of these things now to then you you be able you're more able to do things like that of like these small references and i think it works i mean it's it's really just that like you have something big appearing in something small yeah does it work in the flip without too many people getting confused who haven't seen that small thing? In a sense, it yes. It can. It, it definitely can. But I think also, let me put it, let me set up the scenario for you real real simply. Political meeting, or whatever you want to call it, Senate hearing, whatever. We're going to have more nuts and masks running around like this, and then you show a clip from Daredevil. Everyone in that that's watching that scene will be aware, like, oh, that's a nut and a mask. And they're using them. People who have seen Daredevil go, no, no, he's he's not quite the, the villain you're trying to paint him to be, or you know, the, the whatever you're trying to paint that him to be. Actually, and it actually goes back to something we talked about in our Avengers review. Yep, is setting up the audience for an emotional s- reaction and setting up the audience for that split personality of that could be really cool if you have the people who haven't seen Daredevil just yep. being kind of like unaware and maybe just believing them a little bit and being easily led by the film setup that okay, this is someone brilliant. you should be feeling this way about mm-hmm. and then those of us who have seen daredevil go but he's oh, hey, a look, cool guy terrible. yeah oh look it's him again so in a way there's definitely simple light ways to do these kinds of references without hindering anything big mm-hmm. um final thoughts on daredevil it's fucking good fucking good like i said i watched it a little bit late just because i had so much going on at the time of release i didn't have the time to, to binge well, yeah. it, essentially like the week i was out of school watched Two episodes one day, yep. four episodes the next, and then the rest of the season the following day. And it would have happened sooner if I wasn't babysitting my seven-year-old nephew. And I was like, you probably shouldn't be watching this. Yeah, guaranteed. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, biggest pro from the series? The action. Hands down. Hands down. I feel like, honestly, the weakest yep. and now the con. is the story, in a sense. Uh, it's it's how much it gets progressed and how much time. Like, That's absolutely. the bigger thing because it feels like it, they spend a lot of time on little other things and then it's they they move these and lot. then they'll skip. They skip ahead on certain moments like with the uh, the kingpin stuff. How they, like they just sort of like, oh she suddenly gave him the confidence to step out into the light and then boom he's on the news and you're like, did I miss like two days of him like discussing and deciding to do this or well, was it just like was the one interaction? With, um, the ninja and how it yeah. just jump straight into the fight and it just kind of like trickles the fight itself throughout the rest of the episode yeah well, which they, was really coolly done but i was again i was i was lost at the end and of the then you just like, see him get his hand ass handed to him by kingpin just completely thrown to the ground after that fight and you're like i believe it you yeah. just got your ass kicked twice it's got a freaking knife thrown into your stomach and dragged around. god that was insane that was disgusting oh my god i cringed oh yeah um so other things to watch out for were uh, the character that um, Stick met with. He's going to matter big time. Apparently, he's just, when I was doing some research on him, um, another one of uh, Stick's disciples, 
Um, many believe that he was the first disciple of Stick, and that I know. <laughs> That's such a goofy title. <laughs> the first disciple of Stick. There will be many to follow. Right. Under the Stick order. But uh, that he leads a group. Um, the Stick actually have like an actual name that's ever revealed in the series for using no. Stick. Okay. Um. But basically, that they're working on a group. I can't remember what it's called. It's like the Way or something like that. Um, but that they oppose the Hand, and the Hand is a long-held ninja crew from Asia that um, wind up trying eventually taking over parts of the world. They're kind of like a similar shadow society to like Hydra and all that. So it's kind of weird. But um, in addition Except to that, ninjas instead of science. Yeah. The, oh, here it is. Uh, the chast. No. Or the chaste. However you want to pronounce that. But yeah, um, it'll be interesting because the hand is controlled by a demon that could tie in with Doctor Strange. Oh, oh good. And uh, the chase is supposed to be against them. That's basically all it is. It's pretty simple. It's two sides, you know. But what's cool about that? is that in the comics one of my favorite street hero level storylines was uh, one in which daredevil decided to take over the hand much in the same way that like what would happen if if batman took over the league of shadows and decided hey you know what you're right as long as you kill only the bad guys it's good now then daredevil did that he wore a black costume with red d's on it and red eyes because it's menacing as all hell right and all of the other street level heroes decided hey you're not you've gone dark side buddy and they all come up against him and they all fight the hand under matt murdoch's tutelage and matt murdoch cool storyline to see on i know that could be the defenders that could be the final defenders thing is that they all have to save matt from himself from himself yeah yep I think the demons. last last thing like closing on um, action was great. The story was a little weak just because it felt very dragged out. It, yeah, it was slow. But um, the characters themselves and the actors who portrayed them all brilliant. As much as I hate whiny moments in storylines, Foggy Nelson still endeared me. Oh yeah, his even though I was like, man up, be happy, your friend's badass. He was just like, you kill people. He's like, I don't kill anyone. I throw sticks at them. <laughs> I punch them. It's different. I break their bones. Oh, they definitely are hurting. Like, I'm not... Uh, I like that Matt Murdock's also like, yeah, I just I just don't kill. And it's like, also really cool because looking at a character like Batman, who's just, yeah. I don't kill, period. And then no you one have kill. a lot of moral battles with Matt yeah, throughout do. the series, kind of like going back and forth of like, Kingpin needs to be stopped, and the only way that he might be stopped is to kill him. Oh, yeah. Well, he was fantastic with seeing the moral battles because then you got to see him going to a church. You got to see him talking to a father and that father actually giving him very like real world advice, not just like, hey, I know everything because I'm part of the church, but more like here's some real world knowledge on you, man. I went to school for this stuff and I still don't know. <laughs> well, again, there's the there's an opening scene of one of the episodes where um, Matt just asks the father, do you believe in the devil? Like his oh, yeah. existence yep. and just the the thought process the father goes through the code of that is actually really cool and what's cool is when you wind up looking into the history in the actual literal bible he's right like uh, what's great is that the writers pulled from like not just pulled shit out of their asses like other shows do but actually like no here's we have cited examples in the bible that prove this 
theory that the show presents to you and you if you look into it too you can find it as well right. which i always like that i always like when you can find the real piece that f- factors into the fiction and and the last thing with that kind of stuff is that like we also got to see a lot of really cool stuff with the way that matt goes about his planning and everything like that we got to actually see the cool visual tricks like you were saying in our main podcast like this show as a whole has just moved the way television should be handled forward i feel like but is it going to not really because i feel like at the to same a degree time, i think that a lot of shows will wind up taking notes from the action i well, think that'll absolutely. be the biggest thing to take but away there's from a it. lot of things that you can't take away from because the liberties they were able to take because it's netflix series yes. because they could give it that higher yep. rated oh yeah what it was it wasn't even r it was like mature i think it was what it, it's mature yeah but um you're right there i do think though the largest the thing that's always been bothering me and has been sticking out more and more the more tv i watch now that like i'm getting back into tv after like 12 10 years of not mm-hmm. really watching it is um like like i was telling you before that when katie makes me watch game of thrones i critique the action during that show and that show is not action oriented oh in no any it's capacity. not it's not supposed to be but i can't help it <laughs> i'm like it's just so bad like it's like it's like a high school going, hey, you guys are going to put on a fight scene, but you're not allowed to do anything cool. Well, again, like we were talking about in our previous episode of Flash, you were just like, there's a fight scene, but there, it's literally just some special effects lights. Just yeah. And a lot of camera getting shaken around. like, And that's the thing is that with Daredevil, you don't have to have the effects. The bigger thing is let's get every action right. If we need to add effect, we'll we'll slow it down, we'll speed it up, we'll you know, we'll do something like to that effect, yeah. but we need to make sure it looks good before we go there. And I think other shows now have that responsibility to some degree of like okay, if we want to contend with something like this, we need to increase the caliber of the fight sequences when there are. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it all has to come down to like what's appropriate, but I do think I would like to see like with our love of CW, as you can tell with our last week episode of Zane's World, that the next step is like, okay, now nail the action. You guys prove to us that you can act, you have act good actors, you have good storytellers, and you have good um, costume design, things of that nature. Next step, nail your action down to perfect, and you'll have the one of the most perfect shows on network TV. Right. So, and I feel like a lot for it. It's hard, like you said, going back to it after Daredevil. Mm-hmm. But I feel like Flash's action wasn't. It's not bad. Yeah, it, it's it's, just, it's hard to compare. It's them. really again, hard. It's two different worlds in a sense. There's that. There's the factor of just it's just choreography for me. Like mm-hmm. 99% of it is just awkward choreography and awkward camera. When those two collide incorrectly, we have really awkward scenarios that are that pull you out. Whenever it, that's the bigger thing is like you have a, a realm of suspended disbelief when you watch a piece of fiction. Yep. And that's okay. What are the laws in this reality so my brain can wrap around it and can believe what's going on? When they do something that completely pulls you out of that is when you finally go, fuck, I'm not enjoying this now. And that was that moment in that fight scene with Flash was the moment I saw him do that goofy-ass leg lift turn over the bow and arrow thing. I was just immediately pulled out of the action and been like, I can see this is on a set. Damn it. I'm My, my belief has now fallen to the ground. I need to go back and watch like, the fight scene again. It's just just that fight scene was so bad. I don't know what it was about the way that turned, but it was just like my eyes, my whole well, brain again, caught it. I was like, "Fuck!" Partially was the the massive buildup of well that Flash Arrow that, yeah. Firestorm versus yeah. Reverse Flash. Yeah, dun, dun, I don't know. Dun, dun, dun. For me, it really is just choreography uh, with fight scenes. If they just could choreograph stuff to look less like it, less like 
uh, a well choreographed dance and more like a well choreographed fight even yeah. though i know that like from behind the scenes stuff every actor has ever been like a, a good choreograph or choreographed fight is like a good dance thing is, is that when it looks like a choreographed dance is when i'm not interested when it looks like a choreographed fight is when i'm pulled in exactly um but yeah i think that's the biggest thing is like i think this show does need to take the storyline to a better caliber on the next season but otherwise it's perfect it's really good let's just have flash's writers work <laughs> with their choreographers and just make an entirely new series yeah, yeah don't even know what we're gonna call it yet fuck it work for sony make that valiant movie series fuck it there you go i don't know I'm just excited. I'm excited to see more out of this series and more out of the Marvel Netflix deal because we have Jessica Jones up next this fall, and you can better believe that we'll do another one of these for that series as well. Absolutely. All right, guys. Well, with that, we'll wrap up Zane's World Episode 4. Um, remember, you can always reach out to us per, like for the show stuff on uh, geekdominationlisteners at gmail.com. We are still going for sponsors, and if you guys would like to sponsor us or know of anyone that wants to, please have them email us at therealgeekdomination at gmail.com. Like, follow us, subscribe on SoundCloud, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, etc. Visit us on our website at geekdomination.net. And as always, come back here for us. You know you love us. For you. For me. For them. For we. (laughs) For... Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening, guys.